You know, last week it was funny after, I think the noon was my last mass, and I went home and, and I, 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 don't, I didn't feel bad, but I was like, man, that was a tough homily, yeah? Uh, it felt like Jesus uh, taking us out to the woodshed a little bit about humility. And uh, so then when I got home, the first thing I do, what's the gospel for next week? And I read this and I'm like, really? Uh, but here we go, huh? Jesus is, uh, well, we used to, Dad used to call it a come to Jesus session, uh, but quite literally. So Jesus is the worst salesman ever, yeah? I mean, the worst. I, I remember when we got new neighbors and my mom looked out the window as they were unloading their stuff and she tried to figure out which one of her kids would line up with which one of theirs, yeah? because then they had a kid who looked my age, so mom said, go be his friend. And my approach was, mom said, I have to be your friend, you know. <laughs> uh, and that turned into something so beautiful. Uh, I thought that was bad salesmanship. But you look at Jesus, and his response to a ton of fans is, I gotta thin the herd. Uh, that's what he did. Right? And Jesus has never, uh, what is the word? He has never not had a ton of fans. Right? Tons of fans. Jesus has billions of fans in the world. And a fan is someone who's like, way to go, Jesus. You do you. Yeah? Great work, Jesus. Uh, you go ahead and do that cross thing. I'll be over there. He doesn't need more fans. He needs followers. And followers um, follow, even if it goes to the cross. So what Jesus does today is basically warns us, don't start if you're not going to finish. I don't need more fans. I got tons of fans. I need followers. He's not thinning the herd for any other reason except this is a hard life. And if we go half in on Jesus, when we find out that doesn't work, good Lord, we would never blame ourselves. It must be Jesus' fault, huh? So how do we go all in? Now, first of all, Jesus does not want you to hate your family, okay? I, I'll never understand why they translated that word to whoever doesn't hate his father and mother. I'll love my dad. Where's dad? Love you, dad. Yeah, he's hiding behind the pole. I put those poles up like the old Tiger Stadium, right? That's, uh, that's our tribute. Anyway, uh, he wants our love for him to be so thorough and so intense that all our other loves look like hate. I guess they chose hate because it's a strong enough word. But the word, what Jesus is trying to convey, I want you to love me so much, to be so committed that all your other commitments look like hate. Do we hit that? That's our challenge. And today we're going to look at a particular one because Jesus particularly mentions this, that the thing that tends to keep us from all in tends to be our resources, our money. And, and it even starts there, doesn't it? My money. 
So that's what we're going to take a look at, and I hate talking about money. So, cowboy up, right? One of the things that I think we all have noticed, I, I would assume, is that the number of Catholics in our country is through the roof. Do you know this? There has never in history been this many Catholics in this country. I'm 52 years old. So what that means is from the day I was born until today, there are twice as many Catholics in this country. It doubled in my lifetime. And yet, of course, you might think, where'd they all go? Yeah, I don't know. I think practice. Yeah? They got their kids to practice today. And they made a decision. Or they had other things to do. And everybody's got their theories. Liberals tend to think it's because we went too conservative. And this is going to shock you. But conservatives think it's because we went too liberal. And they will sell you books to make money explaining to you why Catholics don't go to church. And when they answer that question, the answer never challenges them. It challenges those people. Why don't people go to church? Well, they're not like me. They're not as wise as me. They don't see the world the same as me. You want to know, if you look, the most easily traceable thing is we got rich. Catholics got rich. In my lifetime, we moved from one of the poorest social economic groups in this country to about 12 years ago, we became the wealthiest Catholics sub-economic group in the country. And if you look at mass attendance, goes like this. We got rich, we stopped going to church. It's super traceable. It's not subtle. One of your biggest proofs, can I ask, has anyone seen St. Patrick's in New York? Have you seen that? Yeah? Isn't it a stunner? If you want, when you go home, look it up on the internet. Look at pictures, not the articles. That'll break your heart. Look at the pictures of St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. And remember this. The Catholics that built that were unspeakably poor. These were the hungry Irish, German, Italian, Poles who came from abject poverty to a country that did not want them here. Nobody wanted Catholics here. And Catholics couldn't get jobs outside of Catholic neighborhoods. In New York City, they literally built what they called ghettos, places, okay, Catholics, you can live there, but don't mix with good Americans. It was those hungry, poor Catholics who built arguably the most beautiful cathedral in our country. And why? Because they weren't interested in getting rich as much as they were in investing in the eternal. The more money we get, the harder we fight to hold it. And the harder we fight to hold it, the more we're enslaved. There was a study, I think it was 15 years ago, but it could have been 17 and it could have been 13. I stink at years. And it was the largest study of the Catholic Church in our country's history. And what it found was in the average Catholic Church, in the U.S., 80% of the parish's revenue is given by 4% of the parish. 
Now, when I read that, I thought, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 4% of the church members carry the church financially. And that's why it gets tough some days. And as a general rule, it's not because we're poor. It's because it's our money, right? And I get this. The church lost trust. I totally get that. But it doesn't seem that we then went, well, I'll give to other charities. Oh, no. We just bought more things. And that's where I think we need to be challenged. Now, I got to tell you, Holy Family, and I, don't, I didn't do this. <laughs> you did. What do you do? Well, I had our business manager look. What percentage of our congregation provides 80% of our income? And every other church, it's four. Do you know what it is here? 28. Praise God for you. You get it. You help. And that blows me away. There are churches with seven to 800 more families than us that don't take in the same collection we do. And it's because in those parishes, 4% carry the weight. Here, 28% do. What if we got to 35? Buckle up. But I don't, I'm not talking about you giving more here. Although, hey, go for it, yeah? <laughs> Instead, what I want to do is share with you where the Lord challenged me. And it's two principles, okay? And one of them, the Lord did this, I swear, to mess with my head, okay? But it's this principle, and I embraced it 15 years ago. A priest challenged me. He said, Joe, if there's anything you own that you don't need, if someone else randomly compliments it, offer it to them. He said, that's a good way to make sure you own what you own and none of it owns you. Okay? So I've stuck with that. And don't you dare come in my office now. Okay? I know <laughs> I can see those gears churning. Yeah. Uh, I, I pointed this out in my last parish. And uh, the next day, one of my eighth graders came in. Father, I love your Big Ten championship ring. And I'm like, oh, I'll bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> he was a U of M fan. He hadn't seen one. Um, that was awful. Okay. <laughs> but truly, I've tried to live that, and, and it goes really well. And then last week, while I'm working on this homily, somebody, not knowing this, of course, I've never told you this, was talking to me, and they saw something I had that I really, really love. In fact, what's crazy is two days before, I had said to one of the employees, I can't believe I've got this. You know, I'm so excited about it. I've had this for years and blah, blah, blah. So someone comes in, and I, I had to give it to him. And I would love to tell you that I was really noble about it. You know, the credits rolled and the music started. I am still so irritated with the Lord about this. I just chastised the Lord this morning. Really? Really, Lord? Yeah. But I couldn't let it own me, guys. It wasn't important to me in the sense of I need it to survive. Or, uh, and I think the Lord did that on purpose to make sure I didn't get up here all high and mighty. The standard Jesus holds us to, guys, it's hard. But it's vital. 
because slavery is always easier. Freedom's hard. And we need to be free so that we can love him. So the second thing then, to me, we should make sure we're giving to charity. Um, and I want to share with you my three favorite charities. And, you know, the Bible standard, I don't know if you know this, St. Paul writes, we should be giving 10% of our income to charity. Sweet Lord, all right. And somebody asked me once, net or gross? And I went, I don't know what those things mean, whatever's more if you're asking, you know. Then I found out what it meant. So here's my three. I do love our outreach. I do. And I can't remember if we publish what we do um, in our bulletin, but our outreach over here, people coming to it for help has increased four times in the last four months. It's gone up four times. The amount of people coming in for food, for clothes, for help with electricity or rent. And you know we could do it because of you? Seriously, do you know that? We didn't have to have a meeting to figure out how we're going to meet all this need because you guys are nuts. It's beautiful. You give to the outreach, and because of that, we can do tremendous good in our community. Bless you. So that's one of my favorites. The other one I give to is Catholic Charities of Lenaway, or not in Lenaway County anymore, sorry, Genesee and Shiawassee County. All right, right down the road here. And if you're thinking, and I hope you are, I don't give to charity, I should, check them out. It will blow you away what they do in our name there. Programs, ugh, I can't. If I start, I won't finish. They do a ton. The third one for me, and this is new, just in the last six months, is called the Luke Project. And if you're not familiar with that, um, look it up. This will melt your brain. That in the name of people who love Jesus, these folks go out into Flint and they help moms. Not by government programs, right? Because guys, I know those help, but you'd be surprised how little they do. They don't tell moms who need help where to go. Or they might say, yeah, you can get help, but you got to go to that hospital over there, and then you can only go to this pharmacy. And by the way, they don't have cars. Well, these guys find these moms and help volunteer doctors. Get this one. Volunteer pharmacists. When they published the last thing I saw, 38 children were born in our city who would not have been born if it wasn't for the Luke Project. So those are my favorites, right? And I specifically didn't mention giving here because I don't want you to think this is about our self-interest. Although again, don't hesitate, yeah. But our money, it belongs to the Lord. It does. And I think we'll find that when we let Jesus liberate us, we will enjoy what we have even more. So two weeks in a row, I'm sorry guys, but I'm not sorry. Jesus wants us holy, not comfortable. So last week he went after our pride, thank God we don't have any of that. And now he's going after our money. But he's doing this to free us. 
to help us be free and be holy. So I'm asking that all of us take some time and think about, do I own my money or does my money own me? Do I own my things or do my things own me? Am I willing to part with my non-essentials to help other people have essentials? And if the answer to those questions is yes, then you can be a follower. And he needs followers. He's got way too many fans. Amen? Okay.